Don't stay awake for too long. Don't go to bed. Yeah. Join us at Pajama Party where we talk about friendships, love, movies, and anything you can dream of. Heart to heart talks. We got ya. Get your jams on, cars. You're in for a girls' night with Charmaine, Janelle, Denise, and Lydia. Only on Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We are now on board Pajama Party and we are on track to navigate through our future. These are your captains. I'm Janelle. I'm Charmaine. And I'm Lydia. And I'm Denise. And our first question is related to last week and this week's topic. Do you know if your partner is the right one? It's such a unique question because it ties in like both weeks' concepts. You know, how do you know if you're yeah, to settle down with somebody for the rest of your life? That's such a like big commitment. <laughs> oh, so we're kind of like bridging like last week's episode and this week epi- this week's episode. Yeah. So fun. Taking <laughs> your partner, taking your partner to your future as well. So um, how do you know? I'm the single one here. I'm gonna ask each of you, like, do you think your current partner is someone that you're going to be with for like the long-term future? can't speak for the future but obviously we all do hope that we see this person that we do see this person as someone we want to be with for a long time and definitely for the future at least for me by the way i just want to just um say that yesterday was national boyfriend day or something i know so many i saw so many like yeah, on oh, Instagram, cute. it was like every story I see is Happy National Award Friday, Happy National So oh, I yeah, didn't want to leave right? you out. So oh. I didn't want to leave you out, Jules. Okay, I posted. I said happy, <laughs> happy 3rd October, homie. <laughs> oh, I remember seeing it now. I just remember because you didn't say it like National Boyfriend Day. You said it like the date. So I, it didn't register to me until now. At least you're newer. Yeah, I very <laughs> I sent it at night after he slept. I was like, I just saw my friend's So cute. So cute. Yeah, so when he slept for his midterms today, then when he woke up, then he finally saw the happy boyfriend day. Cute. Cute, cute. Here, it's okay, you know why? Because after that, Joe texted me, what is up with that October? Okay, what's the point of posting anyway? <laughs> yeah, but what about like the rest of you? Like, do you, do you see your boyfriend as someone you are like 100% going to settle down with in the future? Or do you have like, you know, like different opinions on commitments and things like that? <laughs> I, won't, I won't really say 100% though. Like 100% is such a like scary number, like a definite to like just spring on now. Like I would say if, if like life allows it, I would like my partner for the rest of my life. Uh, but like there are stuff that, happens along the way that you can't really like predict and that could affect so saying 100% is a bit too much of a like you know what I mean it's just like all in kind of and I feel like the logic of like dating to marry okay while I believe in like dating to marry right like that's the end goal for like relationships in general right I feel that you have to see in a in a in a like perspective where it's like you're not forcing that person to suit your whatever you expect like so your expectations just you know towards that direction you should just see like oh if you guys if you guys like vibe and stuff then just go with the flow so for now I would say I would say like 
I can see us in the long run, but like whether or not it's a hundred percent, it's a different thing. Yeah. Mm. Interestingly, my boyfriend and I also had the same thoughts. Like we hope that we will be in each other's lives in the future, but we are just making it like into small steps. Or so. so just make the the months now count, and then if it works, then it just continues to work. <laughs> okay. Oh, I think that's such a great mindset to have. Yeah, but also there are some people who uh who don't think that way, who think that it's important to like start planning, because like planning is like super important if you mm-hmm. want to like work out and stuff like that. But personally, I lean towards like something, like I lean towards um, Denise's mindset because like I I also feel like it's more important to you know not focus so much on what you will be, but rather focus on improving like yourself now, and your relationship now. Mm. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite scary though because like I saw on TikTok that it takes five years for like a couple to get a BTO. So imagine right, okay, let's say we get married when you like graduate, like earliest. Okay, married. Okay, let's say we graduate, which is like in a few years time. That's like about how old will you be? Like 23, 24 ish, right? And then mm. you have to work to get the money to to get like a BTO and get married and stuff like that, right? Mm. And then that would be about like maybe okay let's say earliest 27 to 8 29 range and then if you apply for a BTO then which is like at now five years that'll be like when you're 30 plus like do you really just want to like you know go that such a long process I don't know I feel like it's just so long that it like makes couples want to plan earlier so that when they get married and stuff right they already have like a flat straight away yeah that makes sense do you know that um recently I one of like okay somebody that I I I and acquaintances we've got engaged and she's like 23 <laughs> whoa yeah which is like super great news and like wow but i don't think i'll ever be someone who gets married um who gets engaged that young my friend yeah. is my age and she's having a baby soon oh my god wow. so crazy right it's like we're all like the same age right but we are like it's so it's like such different phases like of stages. our yeah it's so crazy Okay, but then back to the question is, how would you know if your partner is the one? I won't really say that, like, there's ever, like, a clear sign. Probably just, like, someone who is, like, you're comfortable with and, like, brings out the best in you, I guess. Mm. Right? I think it's very, like, present moment right now because you really don't know what is going to happen in the future. So, um, but if it's the one you do enjoy his presence, his, um... And you kind of like, you kind of meet all the criteria you're looking for. Yeah, but that can change in the future. So there's really not an answer to whether, how do you know if this person is the one? In fact, do you guys believe in the one, like out of 7 billion people in the world, there's just one person that's meant for you? Nah. No. No. Exactly. I mean, everyone is just like, I mean, in Singapore, you're just like in Singapore and meeting everyone in Singapore. But how about everyone else like around the globe that you haven't met? <laughs> that could be the one as well. So that could be multiple, the one for you. Mm, yeah. That's true. I and I'm that... also... You go ahead, you go ahead. Okay. I think either that or... I mean, the one that you marry in an arranged marriage, no matter where you are, might not be the true one or so. Arranged marriage? Hmm. So, like, your parents decide to marry you off to another family 
and you don't get to choose who you're married to. But ultimately, those who make it work, I think it's, they maybe eventually come to love the person or they really just have the commitment and the teamwork. Mm. Mm, agree, agree. So yeah, like what um, Shemin said, I don't really believe that's the one. Because you can learn how to love someone, I feel. I think like um, bouncing out off of that, right? I'm also someone who believes that there are different people for, for you for at different stages of your life. Because at different stages of your life, you're bound to change in some way and your character is going to change and basically you're going to be able to get along with different types of people better. And so that's also why like uh, sometimes people say your childhood, like what? What's that called? Uh? Um, people who date from young. What's that called again? The childhood lovers. Uh. But that sounds so wrong. <laughs> or is it like high school sweetheart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. High school sweetheart. Yeah, that's also... I think that's also why um, people say high school sweethearts like, don't tend to not work out. I mean, if uh, you think you will work out with your high school sweetheart, of course, that, that's a great thing. That's something to celebrate. But it's just high school us is going to be so different from um, us when we are in uni, when we are like a working adults and when we are like just, you know, at different stages of our lives. So that's mm. also why I think there are going to be different people for you and you're going to go through different relationships also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, right, when you move on to phases in your life, you meet new people and you have different, when you're in different phases, it's kind of hard to align your goals, I guess, when you're focusing on different things. Yeah, it's kind of hard, I guess. Mm. Yeah. That being said, right, we have a very interesting question. It's another would you rather question. I'm not sure why we keep getting would you rather questions, but I love it. Okay, so would you rather choose a partner that loves you or choose a partner that you love? Oh, I would rather choose a partner that loves me. I don't know if you feel you choose somebody that you love, but the person don't love you back, right? It's so sad. <laughs> and like, I'll be like craving for the love back, you know? Yeah, so I would rather have that's so selfish of me, right? But yeah, I would rather choose a partner that loves me than I, I love like, a partner. I feel like it's dysfunctional either ways. Yeah, and mm, same thoughts. Right, yeah. So it's really difficult to choose. But of course, like um, it feels better to have someone who loves you unconditionally. But also, I feel like it's difficult to make yourself like stay in the relationship and be loyal if you know that they love you unconditionally and you don't love them back. Yeah, so it's going to be like... The guilt will probably kill me. Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, I feel like this kind of question, right, always comes out on TikTok. And I always think, like, what, would I rather? But then, like, the selfish part of me would say, like, someone who, I'll pick someone that loves me, right? Because then I know that, like, I have that person. Like, it's like kind of like a locked-in person for me. Which is very selfish mindset, you know? But, like, at the same time, like, you benefit. Compared it's to, like... like a, it's like a backup, is it? Not really backup, but you just know that like you have someone in your life that's gonna be there for you. You know, like the unconditional thing that you said. But whereas like if I choose a partner I love and that person doesn't love me back, it will like destroy me. Eh. So okay, like even if I don't love my partner back, right? Like for the first option, like there's still like a certain degree where I can treat him like nicely. 
you know what I mean? Like, I can hold myself accountable to, like, treat that person well at least. Mm. Yeah. Like, out of, like, respect for, like, his love for me, you know? So, yeah. selfishly, general, yes, yeah. I think, in general, I think it's, like, you're going to be, I wouldn't say happier, but you're going to be more satisfied. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. So. I mean, it's always good to be receiving the love, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question is, how do you know what you want to do in the future? Honestly, I don't know what I want to do in the future. Um, I don't know what I want to do in the future, but I don't know how, like I want to be somewhere like in the business field. That's why I even pursue business. But like an exact job I want to pursue, I don't know. But I think that's okay though. Because we are all still so young and we're still figuring out what we want to do. Through experiences like everyone taking up part-time jobs, internship and stuff, you'll slowly figure out what you want to do. But yeah, I think don't rush into anything. Just go with the flow. Unless you really have something you're passionate about and you want to pursue it straight away. Yeah, definitely. Then you know what you want to do in the future. But for me, I'm still really clueless. I don't know what I want to do. Mm, actually, same. Right? You know, every semester when we need to declare our specialization in B-School, um, I actually fall back into like a crisis where I'm like, do I really know what I want to do again and again every semester? Because technically, okay, like for now, some people do say that your degree doesn't matter because you might be doing something completely different from what you studied in the future. But then for now, I mean, we are working for a specific degree. So there should be a sort of direction that we want to do. And for now, at least, I would say if it's okay to not know what you want, because I think a lot of us also don't know what we want. And I mean, if you see your peers who, you know, they already have a track in mind that they are going for, then it could be that they might not really know who they are truly. They might not know what they truly want also, but it's because you set milestones, you set goals to experience new things. Then afterwards, after you experience it, then you reflect back, you think, so do you like this? Do you not like this? Then that's where you can set your next goal and your next track. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, um, I read, the, uh, I saw this YouTube video the other day or so, and they were saying something like when you write, your plan 10 years down the road, whatever that you have written today might not even come true in the next five years. So what's the point of trying to set everything in stone now, you know? Mm, that's mm. so interesting. So insightful. But okay, I guess that kind of encompasses like the answer for this question. You no, know, none of us really know what we want to do in the future and that's okay. Wait, in fact, like with what Denise said, right? I think it was uh, an interview with Apple, like the CEO right now or something. I can't remember which company it was. But he wrote, for his MBA, he wrote like a, what I want to be doing in 25 years or 20 years. And he said that he found it when he was cleaning the house. And when he opened it, it's nothing because he don't know what he wanted to do. So he literally left it blank. Everyone, and guess what? Right now he's like the CEO or something like Apple and stuff. Mm, so it means your future is really yours too, right? So yeah, don't stress. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. stress. It's gonna... Okay, I was going to say an idiom, but I don't know how to translate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to work out fine. Yes. Yeah, it's all going to work out fine. It's the, it's the Chinese idiom, you know, like the 
Okay, bad translation incoming. <laughs> the boat head. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, when the boat reaches the um bridge head, it will straight on. But um I think I feel like that was a really interesting discussion we had. And it was really cool to see what your perceptions on the future and like um you know, even just like what you think of um, your partners now and uh, whether or not that is the right one out there for us um, has been really, really cool and very insightful. And hopefully we'll have more insightful discussions to come. But for now, we'll be taking a break and we'll be back soon. Bye. our break and you know in this segment we're going to be talking about um work and money which are two very essential things in our future so you know the first question is another would you rather question would you rather pursue your passion first or pursue money first i guess money we need to survive <laughs> but like yeah i think i'll choose money first and then once i'm a bit more i don't know but then then I have like no experience and then okay la, I think I'll choose passion first because once I passion means I will like actually enjoy work every day and then by the time like I'm in an industry or like a position for like four years and stuff then I'll be financially stable anyway so yeah I think passion first well I think this passion or money question right has is really something like the chicken and egg kind of question also because technically, right, if you, some people, for example, if you you have a passion in arts, but you know, a lot of people say you can't really earn that much, or you, okay, you do earn, but sometimes maybe it's not enough to sustain your living. Um, then in on the other hand, there's people who, you know, they pursue money, like maybe they do finance or IB, for example, and then uh, they might not like it, but they earn a lot from it. So they just log it out all the way, then they just continue continue to accumulate so I think it's really something that you choose in the end uh. cannot really say that there's a right way so for me I would after asking so many different people right I would also say pursue money first um, reason being is you can actually do a mid-career switch along the way it's like the same thing as choosing your partner you know your partner is uh, the person that you're with now might not be the same person that you will be with in the future. So your job will, um, role or may or may not be the same, which will likely mean that, you know, your job now or your industry now may not be the one that you will be in in the future. But at least for now, if you can pay off your debt, like I think that's more important for a lot of us, uh, uh, for a lot of us now, because we have um, student loan for university. And of course, like, um, same thing, we want to be able to settle down in the future. So, of course, while passion and love is a part of life, it's not your whole life. So, I would think that, yeah, you make sure that you have a certain level of comfort and security in your life. So, that's most likely through money first. Then after that, 
when you after you experience so many things over the years, then you really know what you are really passionate about, then you can start to pivot away. And it will be safer because at least you know there's something to back you up, which is like your savings if there's any issues. Uh. So yeah, I will choose to pursue money first. Yeah, I relate, I relate with that. Like if you ask me to pick, I would pick money first. Like although I won't be super happy about it, right? But you know that like there's still like some sort of like stability with, you know, the money. And then once you are like rich enough, then you can like pursue your passions, I guess. Because like you don't have to worry about the money aspect as much. Like I used to think about this, right? Because I'm doing comms now and I'm interested in like stuff like radio and like videography, right? So which are very like physical like physically demanding jobs especially for like video I would say then like okay if let's say in future I want to be a, a parent right like a mom then it's like I won't be able to do the video stuff anymore right so I would gravitate towards like a more like desk related like comms job like PR or like corporate comms where it's like less running about you know so it's like that's not really my passion but like I don't mind settling for it if it's like a decent pay or like yeah and then like later on in life when I'm more stable then I can like gravitate towards the passion side. Lido what will you choose? Okay I feel like this is something that's um that's going to be something that's like a to each it's uh to each their own kind of thing. But I am I'm probably like a passion person. Like I feel like I will get burnt out really fast if I'm not passionate about what I'm doing. And it's like it's something that I see in my studies also for <laughs> like business. <laughs> Like, I really, like, when I don't like my mods, I really don't feel motivated to do well in them. And when that applies to a job, right, I feel like if you're not motivated and it's, like, definitely going to impact the ladders you climb <laughs> and, um, you know, how far you get in your career. In the end, I feel like uh, choosing a path that you're passionate in will also indirectly lead you to getting further in your career and being able to earn more. Um, that's not the main reason why you should choose passion. You should choose passion because it gives you the most fulfillment in your life and it'll make you happy. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. this video, like I think I'll choose to me, I honestly think I'll choose passion first because I want to enjoy every day at work and not like dread going to work every day. And then um I feel like after you can like get so experienced in the position you are working for and stuff and slowly slowly you climbing up the ladder you'll definitely get financial stability sooner or later so maybe some sacrifices have to be made in the beginning but yeah speaking of like financial stability right at which point in your life would you like to achieve like financial stability when do you want to be like independent in terms of your money i think at least for my side independent by Financially independent by 30 years old. As in, I don't have to be super rich, but I should be able to sustain myself and what get myself what I want. Yeah. So from graduation until 30 years old, I'll be working quite hard. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good mindset to have. Like for me also, it's about like five years once I start working. So like the hustle life is hard. Like I don't know, I just feel so... It's very hard in Singapore to get that financial stability early. Like I know some of my friends who are like um financial planners have been saying like they stress me out with all these statistics. Okay, they tell me like 
oh, if you want to be like financially stable, you have to start investing now to achieve like that by a certain like year. And it freaks me out because I'm just like, I don't even know what's going on. So it's like, it's just so scary. Like why money is so important, right? But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, for us, it's hard because we are all studying, right? And like, most of our time is like dedicated to studying, even out of like our timetable hours, right? We're like rushing assignments and stuff. So it's like, I respect the hustle where like people work, right? But it's just hard to like have a well-paying job apart from like a part-time pay, you know, in uni level. I guess the first step is to start saving now, like save as much as you can. And yeah, to plan for your future, I guess, um, buy saving plan, invest into stocks and stuff. Hmm. In fact, I think previously when I was in another CCA, the, there was this financial advisor at the workshop who also mentioned that if you don't have enough to invest, then just save first. Because technically, even if you put in so much, um, okay, you put in your small amount, right? But then technically, if you don't see how much your platform app actually charges you in terms of transaction costs, commission fees, and all the brokerage fees, all the different kinds of fees, right? Then technically, you could be actually making more losses than what you think you are gaining anyway. Yeah, so maybe when you have more savings, then you can start to invest more. Unless you have like special, uh, you can use your parents' account to trade, then that's a different story, you know? Okay, so like with like thinking about career and stuff, right? There's this question that bothers me because like for people who go to poly and uni, we have to choose something that we specialize in. And that is kind of like that our major whatsoever is like what's driving us in the direction of our jobs in future. And recently I saw a friend of mine post that, um, okay, so they just graduated and they're not working in the industry that they are studying at all. So I'm curious as to whether you guys are studying something that you're studying something right now, which, you know, you see yourself doing in the future. I mean, definitely, I'm, I'm pursuing business, so yeah, I want to be, but I'm, furthermore, I'm going to specialize in like entrepreneurship, I want to go into like business development and stuff, and also, I don't want to waste my tuition fees. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I am studying something that I want to do in the future, like, um, Actually, right, uh, in one of the questions that we asked in the first talk set, which is how, like, do you, whether you know what you want to do in the future, I thought for me, I have a pretty clear, not to say goal, but I have a pretty clear idea of what I am working towards, and I'm, like, pretty passionate about, like, uh, what I'm studying right now, which is, like, communications and marketing, and so I've also worked towards, like, creating a portfolio that's, like, very, you know, like, uh, communications and marketing, right? specific so it's kind of like me already knowing what I want to do and so I'm focusing on I'm choosing to focus on that and not really giving myself any alternatives <laughs> yeah but it's also partially because um, I know that I'm passionate about communications and I want something that will allow me to be uh, creative and I like how broad like the career prospects are when you um, talk like when it comes to like communications and marketing so it's like I can go into like advertisement journalism UX UI which is uh, I don't know how to describe it but it's UX UI user <laughs> interface <it> user <laughs> experience yeah that thing human computer interaction yeah and um, it's something that I've really enjoyed learning about so far well, I would say yes I am studying something that I have chosen for my future Oh yeah, Lydia actually brought up a very good point also. Like, if you don't know what you want, 
then it's okay, you can just explore set goals. But if you already know what you want, then yeah, you should just go for it and continue working towards what you want. Hmm. Then for me, right, um, I roughly know where I want uh, to be in the future, but in terms of what specific direction then I don't have. So I am studying marketing and uh, business analytics in B school right now. So marketing was actually quite interesting to me and it's also because when I was growing up my dad was always talking about how he needed someone to help him design and handle his marketing things so that was partially the reason why I wanted to join marketing and at the same time it's always uh, it's quite interesting how businesses need to be heard so if they're not heard then most likely the customers won't come and they won't be able to buy or use the service anyway and I think my Situation is also quite interesting because I need to serve a bond in the cooperative sector. So cooperatives are basically something like a private limited kind of company, but also not, not exactly for profit all the way. So it's also some kind of government, um, government backing in that aspect because you can get funds from the government to go and develop your company. Oh, no, to, to develop your cooperative. Yeah. So basically, you just need to do well and do good. And it's actually member-owned rather than just um, those at the management level. Yeah. And then for the analytics side, I wanted a technical skill or like something to make me think more logically, especially now that, you know, we are going towards a smart nation and confirm there'll be more data to handle. So I thought that it would be something that I want to train myself in. That is so like, I don't know, you sound like so put together, you know, it's like, you know what you want, like, whereas for me, right, no. I'm just like, like, you have all these, like, at least it's like, well thought out, in my opinion, like, but for me, it's just that like, I'm just really like, going with the flow, like, there are people who say, you know, like, like a calling towards a, like, a certain profession, like, some people are just really good at their job, and then like, you feel that they are cut out for it, you know, and I feel like, that's how, I should not say how I should be yeah how I should be seen as in future I guess that's like what I aim like okay so like I'm doing comms right and in future if like someone sees me they're like oh you're a comms student they just know right then I'm like okay at least like you know I'm doing like I feel it's an indicator for me personally that I'm doing a good job because I'm always very like concerned whether or not like I'm cut out for this industry because it's just so it's just so fast-paced. There's like so many like aspects of comms to like look into. There's like radio, there's video, there's like ad advertising, there's like yeah, the design, there's uh, just so many things, you know. And like I think personally I've been trying to like try all the different aspects. Like I think I have like tried once in like every aspect, except for like the writing. And it just scares me in a sense, because like when I started poly, right, like at the initial Face, I was like, oh, I really like writing. That's why I'm gonna do this course. Cause you know, there's like journalism, there's like copywriters and whatnot. But like, at the end of my three year poly journey, right, I really hated writing. So you know, like, I'm actually scared to try things because I'm afraid they're not hating it. And then it's like, I just feel like my passion is burning, <laughs> like burning down, not like burning hotter. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's just like getting like wrecked. So um, am I studying something for my future? I would say yes for now. I enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. But at the same time, you know, it's just scary to see like my passion die out yeah so to the person that's sending I'm scared of my future I don't know what to do yet it's okay man (laughs) 
like we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Like insert that Chinese translated idiom that um Lydia said just now. It applies again. You know, when when you reach the point, then you know you'll figure it out. But yeah, you know, we'll be diving in more in a short while. It's been so it's been so like how I say self-reflective when you think about the future. It's like such a such a like it makes me so anxious to think about my future because like these kind of things are so unpredictable. But yeah, you know, we're gonna like talk about our plans, our goals rather for our future as far as we have planned. So yeah, do stay tuned for that and we'll be back very shortly. Welcome back. Um, now it's our last talk set. So um, we'll talk about where do we see ourselves in five years' time. So where do you see yourself in five years' time, Janelle? Actually, right, I'm a very like simple person. All I want is to get married. Like my life goals, right, are very simple. I just want to get married. I want to have a dog or two or three <laughs> and like a stable job. This is like the basic necessities of a human okay I guess the dog is not really a necessity uh, but in my life it is yeah I just want to have like uh, enough money so that I can afford like a house over my head with like nice food every day I don't even need it to be fancy you know just like sufficient I just want it to be like comfortable it doesn't have to be fancy or anything but I think the not say physical like the item what do you call it what do you call object stuff wise like, I think most importantly, I want to be happy. Like, as sad as that sounds, it sounds so depressing, but yes, I do want to be happy because, you know, like, for the past, I don't know, man, for all the years that I've been studying, all I do is, like, chase, like, deadlines or, like, chase academics, chase my CCAs, chase, like, all those leadership positions, all the... Yeah, but then, out oh, all oh, did like, like, it does make me happy when I get good grades, right? But that's because I put in so much work into it, you know? But, like, I want to be genuinely happy with... I wake up, and I see my partner, I see my dog, and I see, like, wow, I enjoy life, you know? Like, it's not stressful. Like, as cliche as it sounds, right? Like, that's all I really want at this point. Oh, and for no climate change, because I don't really want to die. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're going, maybe, you know? Yeah, my life my life goals are actually very simple. I want to graduate uni, marry, and, like, whatsoever, you know? But like the child aspect, right? whether or not I want to be, have a child is like still up in the air. So maybe that's another goal for a different discussion, you know. But about you, Denise? I think five years time will be, it's like, okay, it will be 2026. And I probably would have just started working in 2023. So hopefully when COVID, I mean, hopefully by then, right, COVID is over because it has been very stressful. I just talked to my prof the other day, or actually just this afternoon. <laughs> And she was saying it was really stressful for her because her family is also going through um some stuff because of COVID or like health issues. Then she's very stressed also. La. And then she was like saying how she doesn't know how long she can keep it up, like trying to juggle so many things and the stress and just staying home very often. Plus trying to manage all the different regulations, la, which yeah, hopefully in five years time, there's less less pandemics there's no natural i mean no serious natural disasters even though geography happens and maybe in maybe by 2026 
technology will be even better. So there'll be like new businesses, new services. And I mean, sad to say like some businesses that cannot survive will just close shop, but then others will just continue to survive. La. But yeah, survival of the fittest. So at least for me, I just see myself working hard. I don't know what I'll be working as, la, but I hope that my job is exciting no matter what. So whether or not I'm facing clients, computer or uh, mix. So either way, I just want to do my best and just continue learning because, you know, I take all the tests for personality and like your different traits, right? Learning is always my top, <laughs> my top quality. So as long as I continue to learn on a job or like experience something new, then yeah, I think my life will be quite exciting to me. And of course, must have work-life balance. So I'll be working, working hard, learning a lot, but I will be exercising too, or like play volleyball, run or walk more. So I just want to be happy as a full person. And hopefully by then, I can also travel with my family and my partner, whoever he may be. And or who knows, maybe I'll just be like an auntie, you know, meet a new meet a new interest group, just chill every day, go for this activity, then go and eat. And then go home. <laughs> for me, in five years, I feel like, okay, I feel like um, this is a very idealistic outlook that I have. But in five years, I kind of want to, like, hopefully, like, you know, COVID's over and travel restrictions have lifted. And I really want to be able to have traveled to, like, a number of other countries and kind of, like, explore the world while I'm young. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I also really want to try living in different countries. So, so far, I've lived in Malaysia and Singapore. And honestly, um, since I'm going on exchange next semester, hopefully, fingers crossed. Oh, um, Australia, Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, so I really, I'm really looking forward to that also. But I'm also hoping to... Like, I'm also looking at um, Melbourne as like a long-term kind of like thing. But I'm just going to go there and like, whether or not I like it on exchange. No, don't go. <laughs> You're gonna be so sad alone. No. I know, but I love Melbourne, you know. I'm gonna be so like, sad. We'll keep in touch. Yeah, but it's so far away. I said like I'll be happy for you, but then I'll be sad because I'm like here. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is super idealistic, so it might not come true. But um, in terms of my career. I want to be working towards being a creative director at like some kind of firm. I don't think I really care if it's like, you know, like reputable or not. Like I just want to be doing what I like. And I I also want to keep like my options open. So like if somewhere down the road I change my mind, I don't think I'll be too pressed on, you know, like I don't think I would beat myself up if I decide to like change change my career. Yeah. But I will be preparing myself for the midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, but in summary, I would like to be living my best life and focusing on self-improvement. Very cool. And lastly, we have Shemaine. What are your plans for the next five years? For me, I think in the next five years, I want to definitely get a full-time job. And definitely not in Singapore because I've already seen myself. Like my end goal is to find a job elsewhere. And I want to be, I think I want to have a job that I actually enjoy. 
and living my life overseas. That's about it. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question, which is, what do you guys, what do you expect life would be after COVID? Oh yeah, I saw someone send this question in. It's like so future, yeah. It's very future. Like the minute someone asks me, right, like future, the first thing I think is like life after COVID, you know, because like right now this is the present. I don't know. I feel so sick of it, like personally. I said I'm not trying to complain or be spoiled. As in we're very blessed, you know. But like at the same time, it's been so long, and it's kind of like it's just hard to constantly be in this like whole like pandemic endemic like era where like the rules are always changing you have to like you know think about that also yeah but honestly I can't even remember the time before COVID like what was I doing before COVID like, I can briefly remember but I can't really like remember what it was because right now feels like the norm to me it's been like two years plus so you know it feels like the lot the norm for me now yeah, but still it's like so hard to think about the future, you know, like are we, if you're going to live with this, you're probably still going to have to wear masks, right? And like, at what stage do we go back to like normal, normal where like the KTVs are open and we can like have big gatherings. I guess that's my normal, like having big groups, like parties and like, and like, yeah, being able to hang out in big groups, being able to eat out in big groups. Yeah, but it just seems so far away for me right now. So yeah, I just hope that's the future. Yeah, but I'm not very sure like what to expect either. Like, I feel like I see it as, like, a very... I, I, I buy into, like, the endemic thing because it's, like, I don't really ever see COVID just um, erasing itself completely from our lives. Yeah, and even, like, in terms of, like, personal impact, right, I don't think I will be... You know, like, I've gotten, like, so comfortable with, like, masking up that I feel like in the future, I'm probably going to still, like, bring my mask wherever I go simply because, you know, like, it feels like it feels safer. <laughs> yeah. And also like I don't think that um habits that we've picked up during this pandemic are going to be um easily forgettable. Especially if you've like gone through like you know like more serious like challenges and losses during this period. I feel like it's always going to have an everlasting impact on our lives now basically. But life after COVID, I feel hopefully it will be hopefully it'll be like a good balance of, you know, like being like cautious in terms of like health and hygiene and like general like safety, but also allow us to enjoy ourselves a bit more and enjoy like human contact. <laughs> mm, I agree with Lydia. I mean I literally miss my life before COVID. Like like Janelle said, I don't know what was life like before COVID. I think I really just miss like um the overall big gatherings with my family. Like we can just gather anytime you want. And then with friends, oh my god, the parties, clubbing. Okay, but you know, going back to clubbing now, you'll be like clubbing with like 18 year olds then and I'll be really old. Why if we can only club like next year? That's so sad. <laughs> And obviously, I'm looking forward to, like, traveling, holidays. I don't know. It's just a vibe, you know. It's just so sad now. It's going to be, like, three years already. It's so, like, boring and stuff. But also, I'm not trying to say anything. Like, I do know that healthcare workers are, like, struggling and stuff. So we do have to, like, restrict ourselves. Yeah, but I'm really, really hoping the day comes sooner. Because I can't take it anymore. You sound like my prof. I think everyone's hoping for COVID to end soon. And... If I'm not wrong, the other day, my friend was actually drawing parallels between the Spanish flu and COVID-19. So I, if I didn't remember wrongly, the Spanish flu just sort of disappeared. 
disappeared after two, three years. So we were talking about it and perhaps it will end soon. Who knows? But so far, I mean, now last time there's no there's no um vaccines for Spanish flu. So what happened was like there's herd immunity. La. So um, but for us, I mean now there's more and more vaccines to address COVID-19 and the different variants. So hopefully in the future, then yeah, we have a working vaccine <laughs> that can actually protect everyone. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm saying that um not trying to say that the current vaccines don't work, but I think they were trying or they were created to solve or like address the initial COVID strain. But then now there's so many different kinds of strains. I don't know if the vaccine that they created can actually fully combat the the true effect of whatever this new these new um variants will bring to the body. La. Yeah, but other than that, I think life is going to be more offline and online at the same time already. Eh? Like previously a lot of us, I think we still we were still more um in person, more physical. And now with COVID, everything had to be online. So after that, I don't think people will want to fully go back to fully go back to just being there in the offline space. But now it's nice to live in both the offline and online world, especially like how shopping experiences have also changed. Like you can go down to the shop, you don't actually have to buy it there. You just see, you just try out the different items. Then you go back, you just go online shopping, buy at a cheaper price, and then that's yours also. So I think this kind of life might continue and um, hopefully my close ones, my loved ones and everyone that I know around me still are around. That's a deep end. <laughs> Did you have a heart with her hair? <laughs> She's so it's cute, it's cute. I feel, uh, I follow like this Brooklyn influencer, right? And you know, like a few months ago when they kind of like lifted the quarantine and things like, and the stay-home order and things like that, right? If you think hard about it, it's still quite dangerous, especially because the vaccine doesn't like truly protect you against like getting COVID and things like that. But it was just so uplifting to see um, people just celebrating like being outside and being able to like, like just like um, celebrate with strangers. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to something like that. But for now, I think it's still in the distant future. I feel that with COVID, right, it makes, like, the planning for future even, like, harder because everything is changing and you don't know when it's going to, like, change back or, like, if there's going to be further changes. So everything, for me, is still kind of, like, up in the air. It's just so unpredictable. And I guess there's life, you know, unpredictable. But at the same time, like, I would like some predictability, I guess. I want to feel like I don't have to always be, like, worried about the future and stuff. And like, even right now, right, as I'm applying for internships, which is kind of like, which will kind of help me in my future, it's just so like, it gives me a headache because it's just so stressful. And like, it makes me so anxious because, you know, like the companies don't reply. Or like, am I really doing this job because I like it? Or, you know, I don't have a choice because it's graded, like the internship and stuff like that, you know. So yeah, it's just, it's just so much for my poor tiny teenage, not teenage. Oh my God, I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> so it's too much for my tiny brain to handle, if you get what I mean. It's just like so many factors. <laughs> and that oop. Anyway, yeah, just like, I guess different people have like different timeline. Like it's very interesting that your friend's getting married, my friend's having a baby and like, you know, we're still in school. 
Yeah, it's just crazy to see like how different people have different things planned out in their life timeline. But at the same time, it's also okay to know that like it's your own, like it's your own life and like it's your own timeline. So you shouldn't be like pressured about like other people like doing this, doing that at a point in your life where you feel like you haven't figured out anything. Yeah. I'm gonna say something really cheesy. Okay, no. I'm not gonna say it. Say it. Say it. I'm ready to cringe. Say it. (laughs) No. I'm gonna say something like, oh, let's have hope for the future. But that sounds so weird. But that sounds so sad at the same time. Yeah, I know, I know. It sounds like something you see in a World War II movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's funny. Okay, never mind. I mean, someone actually sent this into our questions and her plan for the future is that they plan on migrating to Perth as soon as possible with their future partner and family. <laughs> it's just so cute. Like it's so it's so nice to have plans. <laughs> I don't like my plans are so basic, right? But like having like moving to Perth is such a like life-changing, like life-changing move to make because then you have like a new culture, you have a new house, you have like you like legit leave your whole life here behind and like you're like bye. I think what you're trying to say is just that it's so much to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so exciting. We are excited for mm. whoever this person is. Yes, I hope everything goes smoothly for you. Mm. Yeah, and I hope like, I don't know, Denise, so you are the one that um suggested this topic. So do you feel like you, we have helped elevate your worries knowing that like none, none of us really have like concrete plans? <laughs> is it not yes. really concrete plans? <laughs> la, but like, we are still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. I think as long as we don't beat ourselves up for not knowing what we want, as long as we just, be, we just keep working on ourselves, we will get somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Maybe you have a goal, but it might take you longer because everyone's journey is also different. Yeah. So yes, take it with pride because it's your life. I have, a, Damn. <laughs> I have a quote to end this episode on. Are you guys ready? Yeah, we'll work Yes. <laughs> When the, when the boat reached the bridge, it will straighten. Okay? Okay, perfect. Perfect. Perfect, like, translation. I have never understood something clearer than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with that, we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. We really had fun answering them. And, like, it gave mm. us so much more perspective as well. Yeah, so, you know, if you are tuning into this episode, I hope you feel a bit better if you haven't had your future, don't have your future figured out yet. It's perfectly normal. Uh, I wish you guys all the best. Whoever's listening, you know, just do what makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we will see you next week. Questions for job again on Sunday evening. Yeah, we'll catch you again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you, bye-bye. Bye. Tune in to Pajama Party on Spotify every Friday. Here on Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Good night, sleep tight. And don't let the bed bugs bite.